I'm Jane Copier, and you're listening to Happy in the Middle, a podcast for Christian women who want to make the second half of life the best half. This podcast is all about helping women to reignite their spark and step into their divine power in order to create deep and connected relationships and also find that fulfillment and satisfaction they crave. So if you're ready to grow, join me and learn how you too can overcome guilt, resentment, disappointment, and enjoy the fruits of creating a life well lived. Let's go. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm pretty excited today because fun fact, my podcast hit the top 10% of podcasts worldwide. What? So crazy. I never would have believed that this quickly it would take off so fast, but I just want to say, I'm so grateful to all of you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it with your friends. You are truly the ones that are making it happen. And I am so very grateful please keep sharing it and subscribing so that we can help even more women have more joy in their lives. How are you doing? I've had a bit of a rough week, if I'm being honest. I had surgery on my foot last Thursday and dang, it is not that fun. (laughs) Oh gosh. On top of the pain, I always get really sick from the anesthesia. So I feel like I have the flu too. And it's just kind of been nasty. I, um, well, this is kind of personal, but I'll share it anyway. I remember being a little kid and my grandma used to complain about her bunions and I would think, oh, that's an old lady person problem. (laughs) Well, I guess what? Yeah. I had bunion surgery (laughs) on my left foot and it's painful. Dang it. But hallelujah. I'm now six days in the rear view mirror. I finally have the bandwidth to think clearly and I feel like working again. So I thought I would sit down and record this episode. For our topic today, I want to talk about how you can feel better, how to feel happier, how you can feel love and optimism and satisfaction and peace, anything that you want to feel. Here's the thing, and this is something I've learned and I know deep in my bones, and it's this, every single problem that exists in your life is within your control. What? Yep, it's true. The results or outcomes of your life experience are up to you. And it's your thoughts and your belief systems that are creating those outcomes. No matter the situation, whether you have strained relationships or you're not happy with your job, maybe you're worried about your finances, you're unhappy with your body, or you don't like the way your daughter-in-law treats you. Um, Maybe you feel abandoned by your children now that they've left home, or you feel miserable and you're calling at church. Maybe you're even questioning your faith. If you're feeling dissatisfied or unhappy with your situation in any way, know this, the level of your happiness, the joy that you feel in your life is all up to you. And it's created by your own thoughts and beliefs. Not only are your feelings within your control, but it's your responsibility to manage them. It's no one else's job to create what you want for you. And it's no one else's job to make you feel the way that you want to feel. Now, before you get all upset and hate on me and swear off my podcast for the rest of your life, stay with me because with all the love in my heart, I want to help you understand why this is the best news ever. If the solution to every problem that you experience is within your control, you are the one who gets to determine those outcomes and what you want to experience. 
This is so great, right? You can feel however you want to feel in any given situation. If you find yourself resistant to this truth, that's completely natural because most of us were believed to raise that it was someone else's job to make us happy. Just watch any Disney fairy tale and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And because of that programming and those beliefs, our lower brains are constantly offering all kinds of thoughts throughout our day, pointing out the ways in which other people or circumstances are the problem. Those thoughts might look something like this. I could be happier in my marriage if my husband would just do that thing that I asked him to do. Or I would feel more appreciated by my children if they'd just notice all that I've sacrificed for them, if they'd say thank you once in a while. Or how could I possibly be happy when my friend said that rude thing to me? Our logical minds know about personal responsibility at some level, but overall, the lower brain pushes the story that the problem is out there, that it's beyond our control. It wants to fixate on what's outside of you. So it's scanning for ways that other people are letting you down. It's bringing up things like he doesn't pick up after himself. He doesn't say the right things. She's controlling or she's offensive. My son doesn't treat me the way that Sarah's sons treat Sarah's son treats her. My adult children don't listen to me or care about how I feel. That idiot should learn how to drive, right? The lower brain wants to avoid effort. And so the easy solution is to blame someone else for the way that you're feeling rather than getting to work on tackling our own problems. I talked a bit about this in episode number eight, where I described what a manual is and how our expectations for other people create a lot of our own disappointment. I'll link to it in the show notes below so that you can go back and listen to that one as well. But the irony is this, that sometimes our circumstances do change. Sometimes people do do what we want them to do, and we do get some temporary relief. The problem is that that then reinforces that lower brain's narrative that the other people and other things are responsible for making us happy. But then inevitably our dissatisfaction returns because we're still equipped with the same brain. We haven't learned how to manage that lower brain that's always looking to assign responsibility or blame to someone or something else. We see this with a lot of lottery winners. They believe that winning the money will solve all their problems. So they suddenly become flush with all this money. They spend like crazy. And then in a very short time, they're broke and unhappy again. They haven't learned how to manage their brains around finances. So the same problem that caused them to be broke in the beginning causes them to lose it all in the end. I used to love the show, The Biggest Loser. Raise your hand if you're with me on this one. I used to be so inspired by watching these people who were just trapped inside their bodies become free of all that extra weight. And it gave them so many more options for their lives, for, for happy living. They felt so much better. They could do so much more, but sadly for most of those contestants, they'd put themselves through all that grueling work. They lose a ton of weight and then gain it back, gain most of it back after the show ended. They could change their bodies, but they hadn't changed their brains. So the thinking that was the problem to begin with that created the larger size, that created the overeating and the unhealthy habits continued to create more of what they didn't want. It can be so 
very crushing when you actually get what you want and then you realize that you still don't feel happy or satisfied. For instance, maybe you've been longing to hear some words of affirmation from your spouse. I'll just give you an example. Maybe you tell him, you know what, you should tell me I'm pretty. Maybe he doesn't say stuff like that. And you think, oh, that would be so nice. And you, and you really believe that that would make you feel happy. So you say, you know, honey, you should tell me that I'm pretty. And so then every day he puts it on his list of things to do. And he said, Hey, honey, you look pretty, but then it annoys you because now you think, oh, he's just saying that because I asked him to, he doesn't really think I'm pretty, right? You got the words that you wanted to hear. You thought those words would make you happy, but you still felt rotten. Why? It's because of what you're thinking about what he's saying. And it's your thought that he's only doing it because I asked him to, that makes you feel unhappy. And it's all because you're buying into the story that the lower brain keeps telling you that the words or the things that other people do or say should make you happy. But it's not the things. It's not the money. It's not the attention, the smaller body size, no fame, no fortune that will make us feel the the way that we want to feel. The way that you feel is created by your thinking. And the work that I do as your coach is to help you become aware of yourself. I teach you how to be the watcher of your brain, to watch without judgment and shame or blame, but with lots of empathy. This is a really healing and therapeutic process that just feels so um, organic and good. I teach you how to silence that criticism in your brain and to discover the thoughts that are keeping you from feeling the way that you want to feel. I help you become aware of those expectations that you have that get in the way of your happiness, right? You learn how to just notice and be curious of those thoughts that are swimming through your brain so that you can come to understand yourself. And then you can take control of the things that you can control, which is yourself. And then I teach you how to take responsibility for them, for those thoughts, so that you can choose your thinking and your beliefs that serve you better. Taking responsibility without blaming or shaming yourself is a skill that every adult needs to build. There's a huge difference between blaming yourself and taking responsibility for yourself. Blaming is a juvenile state and taking responsibility isn't exhibiting maturity. Blaming says there's something wrong with you. And because of that, you are a bad person. It's the product of having a fixed mindset. It doesn't feel like there's hope, right? It's just I'm flawed and there's something wrong with me. And that's a, that's just too bad for me. Taking responsibility is acknowledging your humanity with acceptance and grace. And it exhibits a growth mindset. It's mature. I see it. And now I can learn from this, right? This skill of learning self-acceptance and compassion is the very same skill that will help you create more love and acceptance for the other human beings in your life as well. The next thing I teach you is how to empower yourself to create results that you do want to experience. But you can see the very first step always is going to be taking that responsibility for yourself and the way that you feel. Without that ownership, you'll continue to be stuck in the mud, feeling like a victim. Once you own what you're creating, then you have the power to create something different if you want to. When I was first learning these tools, my coach, Brooke Castillo, asked us to imagine that we were at 
that was a really weird way to say that. She asked us to imagine <laughs> that we were at a party and they were passing out emotions like they pass out a tray of hors d'oeuvres. I got to do this, by the way. I was a nanny for a summer at this beautiful little beach community in Nonquit, Massachusetts, and they would have fancy cocktail parties on the weekends. And so all of the nannies in that community, they would hire us to, to help serve at their parties and we'd make a little extra money serving hors d'oeuvres to them. It was, it was kind of fun memories. But anyway, imagine you had this beautiful silver tray of emotions and you had the option of choosing any emotion that you wanted. Which one would you choose? It's kind of fun to think about it this way, right? Most often, I believe most of us would choose something that feels delicious, like love or anticipation or happiness. But sometimes we choose to be sad. But the beautiful reality is that we can choose and we choose it by the thoughts that we choose to think. I'm going through a situation in my own life right now where my mom is nearing the end of her life. She had major back surgery last June. And then just as she was past the worst part of it, about six weeks out, she broke her back doing physical therapy and she's gone downhill really fast since then. Just this past week, we decided that it was probably time to provide hospice care. It has been so incredibly hard to watch her struggle. I adore my mom. She is seriously the best. No one should have to endure what she's gone through. I don't want to feel happy about this. It would be so inappropriate if I were just happy and excited about this, right? I want to grieve for her. I want to be there for her and, and empathize and do whatever I can to ease her suffering. I am so grateful for the pain that I feel because it's a signal of the massive amount of love that I have for her. I'm grateful for the way that I'm experiencing this phase of her life. I'm choosing not to be angry with a careless therapist or with the arrogant doctor who accused her of being addicted to the pain meds and didn't look close enough at the x-ray to see the actual fracture. I'm not arguing with the reality of her life coming to an end. I'm choosing not to feel bitter or cheated. What I'm choosing is to create what I want to experience in these final weeks, which is love and grief. It feels cleansing and beautiful, even though it hurts. I want our last hours together to be sweet and full of the love that I feel for her. I am responsible for creating my life experience. I am responsible for the way that I feel. And so are you. It is one of the greatest gifts that God has given us as creators on this earth. I truly believe it's the gift that we fought for, the agents, the, that agency that we valued above everything else. I invite you to think for a moment, what are you creating? What are your thoughts producing in your life? How are your thoughts making you feel? When you can learn how to feel better, you can create whatever you want in your life, more love, more fun, more abundance, more connection, better relationships, more joy, satisfaction, and certainly more peace. I'm here for you when you're ready to learn these skills. In the show notes below, you'll see a link to schedule a free consultation with me. I, inv I invite you to do that now before you forget. Let's get to the bottom of your situation so that you can begin creating what you want to experience more of in your own life. Have a beautiful week, my friends. I'm off to grab some ice and get this foot up once again.
<laughs> Take care, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Hey, if you are ready to get unstuck and make your midlife amazing, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And I want to invite you to join my Emptiness Academy, where you will learn how to transform your mind, your relationships, and your life. Come free yourself of regret and disappointment and be so much happier. Listen, sis, we've got one shot at this big, beautiful life. Let's make it amazing. Go to janecopier.com, that's J-A-N-E-C-O-P-I-E-R.com and sign up today. And if you're not sure what's right for you, book a free consultation with me and we'll talk it over together. And we'll make sure to get you on the path that serves you the best. See you inside.